Good evening. We gather today on this feast of Corpus Christi to celebrate and give thanks for this gift given to us at the Last Supper. When Jesus took the bread and wine and said the blessing and gave it to his disciples saying, this is my body, this is my blood, do this and remember me. And for over 2,000 years we've been doing just that. For when we come to the table, we eat this bread and drink from the cup, we enter into deep communion with Christ. A communion that requires active participation on our part, despite all our faults and mistakes. But what does that look like? I think the answer lies within the gospel reading given to us on this feast day. For we hear one of the six accounts of the multiplication of loaves and fishes by Christ. Actually, it's the only miracle recorded in all four Gospels. And on the surface, these stories seem fairly straightforward. Lots of people have gathered to listen to Christ. The day grows late. The people need to eat. Using very little, Jesus feeds them, and there's always much more left over. But look a bit deeper, and what we are being shown is the difference between the perception of scarcity and the reality of abundance. Notice in almost every case, the apostles who represent our worldview of scarcity advise Jesus against feeding the crowd. They say, but how will two fish and five loaves be enough for so many people? For when we live inside a worldview of scarcity, the flow of grace through us is largely blocked. And thus we live our lives feeling like there's just not enough. Not enough of God, enough of me, enough food, enough health care, enough security, enough resources. And worst of all, we can't believe that there's enough mercy to include and forgive all our faults. Thus it's hard for us to even imagine a God whose love is everlasting as the Psalms continually tell us time and time again. So have you ever taken notice what the first thing Jesus tells his disciples to do when he looks to move them towards a view of abundance? Frankly, I've read this gospel, I don't know, 20, 30 times, and I've missed it until now. He tells his disciples to break the crowd of 5,000 up into groups of 50. His miracle begins with the simple act of gathering the faceless crowd of some 5,000 into smaller face-to-face -face communities. Jesus took this enormous community of followers and then had them cluster into more intimate settings where everyday miracles had a chance to happen. In doing so, Jesus acts on the assumption of abundance. Theologian Parker Palmer writes, In the faceless crowd, we experience scarcity. A scarcity of contact, of concern, of affirmation, of love. But as the crowd is replaced by community, an invisible sense of abundance arises long before the community produces any visible goods. True abundance resides in the simple experience of a community of people being present to one another and for one another. The quality of our active lives depends heavily on whether we assume a world of scarcity 
or a world of abundance. In a universe of scarcity, only those who know best how to compete will be able to survive. But in a universe of abundance, acts of generosity and community become not only possible, but fruitful as well. Christ knew that his community would soon be without him. So he gave meaning to all those present of why they needed to gather together. He showed them that as they came together, they'd be welcome to bring with them all their hurts and their wounds and their blemishes to the table. Knowing God would take, bless, break, and give back to the community all the more blessings. This was the foundational promise that Christ would always be present, would always nurture, would always remain with them and thus remain with us. Being a community calls for us to put aside selfish goals, our sense of scarcity and hoarding, our private interests and egos, all of which Paul often refers to as flesh. Calls for every person without exception to know that they are invited to this table, to be nourished, to be healed, to be fed with Christ, by Christ, to know and deeply believe there is an infinite abundance of God's love and forgiveness. And what moves us from the normal world of scarcity to the divine world of infinite abundance can only be our personal experience of unconditional, unearned, and infinite love and forgiveness. That's when we begin to understand the scale-breaking nature of the gospel. This is what church should be about. It's why we gather here each week, in order to be fed by each other, nourished by Christ. For every week we come before the altar, we say, Lord, I am not worthy. And then we all come forward. Reason being is that while none of us are worthy, at the same time, all of us are worthy. And all of us are loved for who you are in God. In other words, how God made you is how God loves you. But soon after he was elected, Pope Francis reminded us that the Eucharist is not a prize for the perfect or a reward for good behavior. Rather, it's a food for the journey of people who are sick and weak. And that means all of us. These multiplication gospel stories always end with much food left over. When Jesus shifted the focus from looking at those loaves and fishes as a scarce resource to be saved and conserved and hoarded, instead looked at them as a precious gift from God, a resource to be used and shared, he moved everyone from having little to having much, from being fearful to fostering love, from focusing on this world to bringing forth the kingdom of God. But it's not always easy because we live in a world that is more convinced of scarcity than abundance. We live in a time of unprecedented affluence and still have one of the largest underclasses in the Western world. So I invite you to take some time this week to see where you are, to realize the abundance of Christ in your life and to bring forward all who you are and to share the gifts you have to those who have not to be open to the abundant love and mercy of Christ. And in doing so, allow the grace of God to flow through us 
the light of Christ to shine from us, and the breath of the Spirit to unify us with others. For we all are Corpus Christi, the body of Christ.